Ladies and gentlemen, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in two minutes. Excellent listening locations are still available all around Showcase Promenade. Due to the use of alcohol and opinions around the lagoon, for your safety, we request that you remain on the promenade side of all railings. During the show, please watch your step and take small children firmly by the hand. Once again, this evening's performance of The Diz Explorers will begin in just two minutes. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of the Diz Explorers Podcast, where each week we explore the different avenues of the great Disney universe. This week, we have another guest, because uh, that's what we seem to be doing now, which is great. <laughs> no, we don't want to talk to each other anymore, so now, we bring, so now we bring strangers on. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so... This week we have Mr. Steamboat Jim from the Briar Patch Radio Podcast. Hey guys. So Jim and I are, uh, besides social media friends, uh, Jim had reached out to me when he was uh, going to be starting a podcast and just uh, we chatted about uh, different things, you know, what, recording equipment, microphones, and this, that, and the other thing. And he has since started his podcast, which is called uh, Briar Patch Radio. And um, at the end of the episode, I'll let him plug all his all his stuff so you can uh, get out there and, and have a listen to his podcast and give him a follow on everything else. So Jim is on with us tonight because he is, I guess, what we would call a Disney newbie. <laughs> uh, he, he went on a first trip uh, in the late 2000s. And then there was a long gap in between until he went on his honeymoon. So he, you know, 2008 being his first experience at, at the parks, it's hard for, it's hard for me to imagine. Um, and I, you know, I guess people's first time isn't, wasn't always back in the eighties. Uh, you know, it wasn't always a destination for everybody when they were growing up. So it's just funny to, to hear, you know, when people, despite their age and Jim is, is, um, is a little younger than than some of us on the, on this show, so it uh, I guess that puts it in perspective too. Because if he you know physically wasn't born during that time, he obviously couldn't go. So, <laughs> so but anyway, <laughs> before I before I get too off track with this, so what led you to going back? Uh, or actually, and so in two thousand eight, what was your what was your impressions? And I guess back in two thousand eight, I'm trying to think of what the major stuff was going on in two thousand eight. So Animal Kingdom was a baby. It was only 10 years old. Uh, the studios, I believe that was the year the name change happened. It was 2007 or 8, where it went from MGM to Hollywood Studios. It was a full park then. <laughs> so I don't know. So what do you? So going then, what, what did you think from from being your first time in the parks? Were you like a uh, were you a fan of Disney World? Was it something you always wanted to do or? I never really actually thought about it. Uh, I was a big fan of the Disney movies and stuff, but my, I guess I'll say obsession started when uh, I took the first trip to the parks. Uh, we walked into the Magic Kingdom the first time and just seeing the castle at the end of Main Street, and that's takes us up till now. <laughs> as soon as as soon as I saw it, I just stopped i was uh with a friend of mine and they kept walking and i just stopped and froze and just like stared down and i don't know how to explain the feeling i'm sure you guys understand <laughs> the warm and fuzzy. but it was just Seriously, yes i still do that <laughs> yeah me and too it, it it was just instantly hooked from there nice yeah i think that pretty much is is what hooks everybody the first time and every time in between it's you know it it's definitely when I see the castle for the first time, you get that uh, you get that choked up, and 
and that feeling of I know I always usually just take stand there for a second, take a big breath, and just like ah, I'm home. <laughs> it's like a yeah. It's like a feeling of relief. You know, it's like okay, I'm good now. I don't care what's going on anywhere else. <laughs> I'm I'm here. So yeah, I could definitely understand that. So was it at a long trip? Or were there a few days or? Oh gosh, that first trip. Do you remember or, or do you remember? High, you know, uh, I I. I... I want to say it was about a week. Okay. So what stood out what stood out for you? Like was there was there stuff anything did you know anything going into it? You know, iconic attractions, you know, pirates haunted mansion I, I, or were you just like kind of flying blind? No, I was flying blind. The uh, friend I was with knew a lot about the parks and had gone to the parks as a kid and everything. I knew literally nothing about the parks and I honestly didn't think I'd like it because I don't like theme parks as far as like roller coasters, stuff like that aren't my thing. So I went into it going, well, this is going to be dumb, but I'll be hanging out with my friend, yada, yada. And like I said, as soon as I walked onto property, I could have not ridden a ride that day and I would have been the happiest guy in the world. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, so it, it's funny to think that too, that even then, almost 10 years ago, that you would go to come onto Disney property with no planning whatsoever because now it's, it's, they've made it almost impossible. I mean, you could do it, but it's not ideal unless you're like by yourself or with a small group of people who don't mind, you know, doing, you know, fly by night for more lack of a better term. So yeah. having heart palpitations, just talking about it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Our master planner is, uh, She's got like a, a stress ball. She's going crazy with it now. <laughs> you know me so well. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, all right. So now looking ahead till now. So when you went again, it was on your honeymoon, correct? Yeah. Uh, gosh, two years ago now, 2015. Okay. So a lot has changed. A lot had changed in, in that. Uh, I can't do math. Seven years. So, so when you went with your wife now this time, so what was the, uh, did you guys do any sort of planning with that or? She actually surprised me with the trip just to backtrack just a little bit. Uh, I was really big into Disney and no one I really knew was into (sighs) Disney. So I sort of had a falling out, I guess I'll say. I didn't keep up the way I did originally because I followed it for years strong. I was a D23 member for probably four years mm-hmm. and just followed everything real strong. Well, uh, I started to just kind of fall out. I still really liked it. I just didn't follow up with as much because I didn't have anyone to really discuss anything with or anything. Uh, so by the time me and my wife went, uh, we were actually planning a trip together to Denver Colorado because that's where she really wanted to go and I didn't know behind my back she was planning this whole trip to Disney so after our honeymoon or after our wedding uh, we had like two hours of sleep and had to get to the airport and uh, when we got there she gave me my wedding present and I opened it up and it was a box with magic bands in it oh it's awesome on, on two hours of sleep my reaction was very underwhelming because <laughs> I didn't really get what was going on uh, but we we got on the plane then and I fell asleep and I woke up and then it, then it really hit, hit me yeah <laughs> nice. then it hit me where we were going um, do you want me to go into the trip a little bit well I, yeah I just trying to get like a basis here so so 2005 so a couple of years ago so all right yeah so what was so now going with your we wife. stayed at the Art of Animation because okay. we had uh, we were watching TV, and you know how the Travel Channel does Disney things every once in a while, and they did a review of the Art of Animation, and I was freaking out to my wife that <laughs> that was the new resort, and I wanted to stay there, not knowing that she was planning a trip, so she right, actually right. <laughs> booked that for us to stay there, and. Yeah, I noticed a lot of things changed that, like I said, I didn't keep up on it that much. So I'd go to do certain things and they weren't there. And <laughs> Right, right. Okay. So what stood out for you guys when you went there? Like, what was, uh, was there anything that you knew you had to do from that 2008 trip? Was there stuff that, 
you guys, you know, discovered that you wouldn't think you would have, like you said, I know you're not a roller coaster person, and I am not either. And I think many people who are roller coaster people do not consider any of them on Disney property actual roller coasters because none of them are, you know, super crazy. So what was like your favorite stuff? So what what was like your, what was your guys like, I guess, plan of attack, if so to, so to speak? Did you do any, you know, did you have dining stuff? Did you, uh, did you do everything that you would plan for a Disney trip? Um, or did you just kind of wander and take it in and, and, you know, go easy? No, uh, she, she did a great job of planning, especially for someone who isn't a, the biggest Disney fan. Right. Right. <laughs> and, uh, but she's a, she's a huge roller coaster person. And for me, I love Disney roller coasters. Cause like you said, they're, they're fun enough for me, but, for her, they're just like roller, like baby coasters. I yeah, guess yeah, I don't yeah. know. I yeah. <laughs> they scare the crap out of me, but <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> um, but no, she, uh, it was a pretty uh, big mix of about everything. Uh, it was a lot of stuff that I never thought I would have even gotten to do. We got to eat in Cinderella's castle. Um, nice. Which we're not big fancy food people, so that was really strange. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're very basic food people so it, going there I didn't know what most of the stuff I ordered was it was really good and the experience was amazing getting to do that um, uh, yeah we we got to ride every coaster I believe uh, we did the main things that I wanted to do I had to drag her onto It's a Small World because she didn't want to do that because of the song <laughs> but <laughs> Shame. I, I was able to pull her onto It's a Small World. I'm trying to think like Magic Kingdom right now. Barnstormer is always a must-do for me. <laughs> I love the Barnstormer. It's, it's the best 30 seconds you could possibly do. The, <laughs> sadly enough, on my trip in 2008, that was the first roller coaster I'd, I'd ever ridden. <laughs> since... Since I was a kid, my uncle forced me on one around here, and that's why I don't ride roller coasters anymore. <laughs> but so that was the first one to kind of break the ice. So I I have to ride that when I go, and uh, Philhar Magic's definitely a must do. Yep, for me. Nice. I love Philhar Magic. Yes, it's a good show. I, yes, I'd, Disneyland I'd, needs it desperately. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd say my biggest must do, and this will fit in with you, Jessica, is Fantasmic. I, I can't do a trip and not do Fantasmic. Oh, I love it, that show so much. <laughs> I want to go to Disneyland so bad to see Disneyland's because everyone tells me it's better than. Yeah, I the think one it's just have. the fact that you're so close to it makes it that much more exciting because the the seating area is right up against the water, so everything is just like in your face. It's really really cool. That was the one thing that we didn't have planned to do, and I begged <laughs> and pleaded for us. I forget what we were originally going to do, and we changed our plans around to make sure that we could hop over there to get to see Fantasmic. That's the one place, I, if you can't tell by my name, I'm a huge Steamboat Willie fan, mm -hmm. so getting to see the Steamboat come around is awesome for me. <laughs> nice. Nice, nice. All right, so, and then, and you've been one other, one other time since. Uh, 2015 Correct. was my last trip. Oh, that was the last trip. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah. All right. With, so with everything that, that, you, uh, that you guys got to do, and now have you, I mean, I'm sure being on Twitter and Facebook and anything else, you've, you've seen and heard people talking about um, attractions and shows and things of the past. So uh, of, of some of that stuff, is there anything you you know, have had any vested interest in? Like, have you gone and checked out stuff on either YouTube or, you know, old uh, fan sites, things of that nature? Or are you just kind of uh, happy and content with what's what you can go and see now and could really not care less is the wrong term, but aren't necessarily stuck in the past, I guess, kind of like myself. <laughs> not that I'm no, stuck I in the past, but, you know... I can't think of a way to uh, explain it. Like, I, I know how it's why I want it to sound in my head. I guess because you only it's know. It's just we have a vested interest when things change. 
Well, yeah. and, and not so and not it. and not change for the better. So I'm trying to I, I'm <laughs> trying to I'm trying to preface the question or get the thought process of not How to say this? that everything Dream Dreamfinder, the original Dreamfinder. I've watched multiple times. Okay. Because I love Figment. So if that's gotcha. what kind of what you're getting at, yeah, I I, yeah. I do go back uh I do go back and try to watch older things and I I love the history of the parks. So I, I do try to go back and learn what I can learn and see what I can see. And uh, I do listen to this podcast quite a bit. So usually if you guys mention something, I'll do my best to go back and try to check stuff out, especially as far as Epcot goes. The old Epcot really interests me. As uh, it should. I haven't, <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't had a whole lot of time lately to go back and look into a whole lot of stuff. But yeah, I, I do when I have time, try to go back and watch as much as I can. Okay. I guess that was my point was about the, you know, did you have any interest in the, in the history of the park or are you just going because you're purely a fan of going to the theme park and you enjoy what's there and, you know, yes, the past is was the past and the history is the history, you know, because there's a lot of people that just don't worry about it. It's not that they don't care about it. It's just not something that they're either in, either A, into or B, worried about enough that they will, you know, spend their spare time or free time uh, researching or just looking up on it. just in today's age of social media and YouTube and everything it's, it's it's so incredibly easy to go back and try to find any of that stuff or find information on it or videos which is the easiest thing so I just was wondering uh, the thing know. that kind of sparked the history for me was uh, like you said when I went the first time it was right when it got switched to Hollywood Studios so I never knew it was MGM Studios and I was amazed when I found out that they were tearing down the hat. And for me, Hollywood Studios is my favorite park from that first trip. Now it's kind of a shell. But <laughs> <laughs> that, that's just always been my favorite park since we went there. I love it. And I always loved the Sorcerer Mickey hat. And so when I saw they were tearing it down, I was like, oh, my gosh, like people are going to be devastated. And there was like this giant uproar on the internet of people so happy <laughs> oh, <laughs> that yeah. they were tearing down the hat. And I <laughs> just from being like you said at the beginning, a newbie, I didn't realize that the hat just wasn't always there. <laughs> so for me, so that's kind of what sparked me going back and going, Oh, okay. Well, it wasn't always there. I guess that makes sense. And just kind of, like I said, that just kind of sparked the interest of me learning more and more about the past and about Walt and everything. I, Love the history of all of it. Nice. Yeah, that had so, overstated its welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, RJ, let me ask you, especially about, like, Epcot, because I'm 25, so I didn't grow up with the old Epcot either. What would you suggest we, people that didn't grow up with it, look up? Like, what do you think is the most important stuff from the past that we should know about? My obvious answer would, would be the old attractions, the original opening day ones being the original... Journey into Imagination, and then Horizons, and World of Motion, and not only because they were great. Body Wars. Uh, Body Wars was good, but that was wasn't opening day, and it's basically it wasn't opening day, it's, but it's Star Tours, but inside your body. Cranium Command was a much better I, show to me. Um, but to answer you, Jessica, I and not only watching those and and learning about them because they were just great to experience just to see it seems it seemed that to me a lot more not care because i haven't seen flights of passage yet and i heard that that knocks it out of the park but that is more or less a thrill ride i know there's a story but it's basically you're sitting on something and everything's laid out before you in a screen there's no set design there's no animatronics there's none of that other stuff so these these attractions were big attractions huge show spaces lots and lots and lots of animatronics both human and creature and animal whatever they had multiple show scenes and a and a and a big story i mean these attractions were some of them were you know anywhere between 12 and 18 minutes long which now it's like you know people can't sit still that long so that's why nothing is you know that's why your navi river ride is only two minutes because and that's why mine train is only you know just under two minutes or two minutes and 10 seconds because people can't sit still that long and they don't really i guess 
so it to me it, it was those those still those original group of Imagineers while it was towards the end of all their ten years the story and the I guess the craftsmanship everything that went into those things is just is what really sucked me in and kind of inspired me for Epcot being my favorite you know they had these little the little world key desks that were basically kind of like a precursor to what my Disney experiences and like these apps and stuff where you can look everything up. You went to these little kiosks in Epcot and you, and you spoke to a live person and you can make your dining reservations. It had a map of Epcot and it was a little, like a little glowing orb that was like your host. And I forget what her name was. And, uh, so you would drag her around. It was a touchscreen and you would go to a map on a thing on the park and it was like a virtual map. It explained to you what you, what you were looking at. And it would basically just read similar to what the maps used to read, but seeing another person on the other side, and this was late 80s, so it's like, you know, there wasn't, it was Skype before Skype, you know. So, I, I don't know, I guess I guess it's that. And then just the, just the ambience of the park, it has a whole different feel when you walk into that place. Other, you know, Magic Kingdom is, is fun, it's whimsical, it's, you know, you can... You turn into your inner child, and, you know, Epcot was, I know they said edutainment and you're learning, which, yes, you did, but the way it was done, I think, to me, was, it was a, it was a fantastic balance, and it was really, you didn't think you were learning about stuff, but when you came out of it and you started either, you know, talking about the attraction with people you were with, or when you got home and told your friends about the trip and everything, you realized how much information besides what you actually saw what you saw is what you learned, whether it be in Horizons about farming on the desert, colonies in space, using seaweed and kelp as a possible energy source in the future, and, you know, things of that nature, journey into imagination, how they took you through your imagination and the story that Dreamfinder and Figment painted with how your imagination works was fascinating to me to how they collect the thoughts what they do with it where each one goes what happens when thoughts get taken too far scary and and artsy and everything i don't know it was just amazing visually it was amazing and just it made you think and i guess you know that's that's what hooked me on that stuff so not to say that stuff today doesn't but it doesn't do it to the extent into the overboardness that that's not a word, but I can't think of another word. <laughs> I don't know if I'm making any sense with any. If it's if that if yeah, long, yeah. long-winded answer to your question. And I, is that how they differentiated it from Tomorrowland with the edutainment angle? Because I did think yes. when I went to Future World that it was a little bit of an overlap. Yes, yeah, because Tomorrowland stuff is is you know it's fun stuff. It's it, it's not futuristic now. It was when it first you know redid itself in the late night in the uh, mid '90s, but. Yeah, you're not learning anything going on Space Mountain or the People Mover or maybe when If You Had Wings was on because it was basically or a Delta Dream Flight because it was pretty much a promotional for flying on Delta. But, um, yeah, you weren't walking out of any of those attractions with, like, a greater knowledge of anything other than how much fun you had. <laughs> so even World Showcase, you know, uh, I don't remember much of that early on because we probably didn't frequent that end of the park that much just because being young kids there wasn't much uh you only had el rio di tiempo which is now the grand fiesta which it's fun because it's donald duck but it was much much better when it was el rio di tiempo because it actually taught you about the culture of mexico and it wasn't just donald flying around on a serape with uh jose and panchito <laughs> trying to chase him i mean like i said it's a fun ride but it really literally has nothing to do with mexico because both of those birds were South American. One was from Brazil, and the other was from Central America. So it's, they're falsely representing their own IPs. <laughs> the best thing that happened to that attraction is when they took the old actual audio animatronics that were from the old Mickey Mouse review, which used to be where PhilharMagic is now, and put them at the end of that instead of the little cartoon they had. That was awesome. So I like it for that fact. <laughs> but so... <laughs> so, I mean, you know, for you, Jessica, you get to experience all the original Fantasyland dark rides, which we, you know, have one left, Peter Pan, pretty much. And I'm super jealous of that because that's, you know, you're not learning anything coming out of those either, but it's that classicness. It's that original, you know, they're very simple designs. They're they're cardboard cutouts, They're but they're still big show spaces and big all 
hand painted walls and and all the uh, you know Mr. Toad is all moving flat. It's all you know two D. I guess you call it. It's no. You know, yeah, it's nothing, but it's amazing because visually, it's, there's so much going on. But it's it's so simple, but there's there's a lot to take in. No, it's true. I I loved Fantasyland when I went to the Magic Kingdom, but I will say I just think that Disneyland's Fantasyland, because of all of those storytelling rides, just has this extra level of like charm that I think is just impossible to recreate without those storytelling rides. Because like the Mine Train is really cool, and uh. What else is back there? Um, Ariel. Ariel is really cool, but I just think that it's not quite the same when you don't have, you know, these these quaint rides that just tell a story in the most basic format that's still really compelling and exciting. So 100% I'm sad agree. for you that, that you don't have <laughs> Alice in Wonderland, that you don't have Mr. Toad, that you don't have Pinocchio or Snow White, because those are some of my favorites. Yep. I'm sad but I'm also glad because I'm glad they're not carbon copies. And I know that's kind of, kind of, kind of seems the way that it's going because, because the under the sea is the same in both, right? It's for the, I, I mean, I've never ridden Disneyland's version, but I think they're pretty much the same attraction. The exterior is different. Um, but the interior is exactly the, exactly same. the same. Right. Yeah. And the California adventure one, you go inside an aquarium, which just seems kind of morbid. But... Seems kinda... <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I didn't realize that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, so I, I mean, even with some of this, the older, the original stuff at the studios, um, I, I don't know what version of the backlot tour you got to see in '08, Jim, and in, in 2015 it was gone. But the original one of that was fascinating. And the same thing, it was like a 40-minute thing because you. You went in, you, you did the tram ride, then there was the animation tour part of it where you walked through and, and you actually saw animators animating and they had the great little video monitors with the story with Walter Cronkite and Robin Williams where he gets turned into a little lost boy and they kind of put him through the paces of turning into a, an animated character and how he gets his voice, how they do the sound effects how storyboards work and it was I mean that stuff was fascinating to me and then drawing a character. I just didn't understand how people complained that it was so long. What the hell else did you want to, you know, I don't know. I was never in a hurry when I was there. And, you know, my family, we were never in a hurry. So I guess that's, you know, I guess it's all how you look at it when you visit. There's there's two ways, well, there's many ways, but there's the, you know, there's the super planners that want to get the most out of every minute that they're there, which there's nothing wrong with it because you kind of have to do that if you really want to enjoy everything. I mean, Adrian can attest to that and... And she's very good at being able to do that with her family and knowing what they want to do. And then you have people on the other end of the spectrum, who, which would be me. And even with my family, sometimes I don't want to go in and just plan everything. I just kind of want to see where the day takes me. And if we only get to ride three rides, then I'm okay with that. My kids and I may not enjoy it, but you know what? I never had fast pass growing up, and I survived. So they'll live too. <laughs> it's a less. It's a less. It's a lesson in patience. <laughs> Did you walk up the hill both ways to school in the snow too? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I'm I just saying. No, I'm teasing you. No, I know. But. I know. No, I know. I mean, I'm I'm definitely on the outer end of the spectrum of that, but you know. See, that the... was one of the things when I, I went to Hollywood Studios, uh, when me and my wife went there for our honeymoon. The one thing I wanted to do was the uh, where you got to go in with an animator and they showed you how to draw a character. And I looked everywhere for it because I did it like three times on my first trip where you got to go in and you watched the video with uh, yep. Mushu. Yep. And then went and did all that. So I, uh, I couldn't find it. I looked on the map. I'm like, what the heck? So I went and talked to a cast member and he's like, yeah, that's where the uh, Star Wars launch bay is. I was like, yeah, exactly. oh, and he's like, and that's not open yet either. He's like, so you kind of got screwed. I was like, yeah, I guess. I, was like, I mean, I wasn't like mad about it, but it was just, it was one of those things. Like I was like, oh man, this will be a lot of fun. Let's go do this. And then it didn't. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. We have some funny so, pictures from there. <laughs> Jim, I have a question for you. Given if you were to plan your next trip to Disney world, how would you do it differently? than your previous ones now that a third trip doesn't really make you a newbie anymore. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll say this. I, I would relax. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, with with the one being a surprise, um, I you didn't have sort of flipped a switch when I got there, and I went into instant have to do everything because I'm not going to come here for another seven years. <laughs> 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 so uh, it's to the point my wife still makes fun of me because she wanted to get a Mickey pretzel, and we never ended up getting a Mickey pretzel because we were so <laughs> like I was so determined to do everything. Um, so I, I, I want to go back again and just get to relax. Even if it's just go sit on a bench on main street and just sit and relax. And I, I know the couple things in each park that would be a necessity for me to do. And I know the things that I would be fine if I didn't get to do them. So what are I, your necessities? Just curious. What, you want me to go like park by park or? <laughs> well, I mean, just like, what have I, you I, not done or what did you enjoy so much that you want to do again? Well, most of the classics, uh, yeah, def definitely the people mover. Uh, like I said, Philhar Magic, uh, Splash Mountain, because my wife has a hilarious, she thinks hilarious picture of me coming down Splash Mountain. <laughs> uh, I didn't ride it on my 08 trip, so she rode it with me for the first time. And the drop is a lot bigger than I thought it was. <laughs> and it got the picture, and I tried to tell her that I made a funny face on it so that she wouldn't think. And as soon as you saw it, it looked like I, it looked like I peed my pants. Like we, went over the, <laughs> we went over the hill, and it was instant. Oh my god! <laughs> but funny. that's something I have to do. Uh, like I said, phantasmic something. Like I said, a lot of the classics, uh, uh, spaceship Earth. Yeah. Just, Stuff like that is the stuff that I got to make sure I do. Okay. Like we we did a lot of, like I said, a little bit of everything. We did the monsters laugh floor, which was funny. But I'm, if you can't tell already, an incredibly awkward person. <laughs> <laughs> and I was the person who was supposed to buy churros for everyone. Nice. Oh. And I wanted to throw up. <laughs> because hey, at least felt... we didn't make you be Randall. Oh, That's I know. The guy I, I was so sorry for. It <laughs> felt like it took forever. Like I looked up and I'm like, oh my gosh. And my wife's loving it because she's the same way. She doesn't want to be on the screen. So the fact that I was on the screen was better for her. <laughs> so now, like I'm head down the whole time and then I like look up and it's still there and I have to put my head back down again and I'm like everyone just saw you do that why did you do that like just <laughs> <laughs> so it was oh. and I, I did a lot of uh, character meets because I never got to do that before and I, I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be as that wouldn't be as big of a priority I guess yeah doing that Nice. I don't. Did, did that answer? What? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what no, you definitely. were asking. You've you've got a lot to do, young man. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That that's a, that's what makes it hard is uh, not going very often. I don't know when our next trip's going to be. Uh, we we talked about trying to go next uh, Christmas time because I've obviously never got to go. Uh, last year we got to go for the Halloween party for the first time, which was a cool. Blast. Uh, so I'd like to get to go Christmas time. Um, it's looking like it's not going to happen. We originally were actually going to try to go to Alani oh. before we oh. have kids. Right. But our job-wise has not been working out the way it was supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so money-wise, I don't know if we'll be able to do that or not. So we talked about maybe just doing a Christmas trip. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, we... It just depends. I mean, it, like I said, not going that often makes it hard to go there and not go, okay, I need to do everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I don't know when I'm going to do it again. But you definitely have to get that mindset out because it's it's hard to do that, even if, you know, unless you're there for 10 days. And even at that, you know, everything is depends on what everything is. Everything can be attractions, everything can be attractions and shows. It could be visiting resorts. So, you know, and it, it's hard. You have to. It's. I was always interested to hear your views on it because for somebody who hasn't gone often and a lot, I, I just wonder where the priorities are. Like, do you 
do you bother try like is there any place you really would like to eat i know you said you were you and your wife are basic eaters but there are restaurants that do have basic fare but that are not just your quick services you know like you did cinderella's royal table you know there's um you know world showcase probably is is not in any of your realm but there is some regular uh, you know I, I don't know how broad your palate is but you know disney springs now has a ton of different offerings so you know is that something you would entertain like uh, you know nighttime going to check out one of those newer um places either you know jock Lindsay's or uh, you know boathouse or any of those or, or even the ones that have been there for a while paradiso and raglan road just you know the staples that that have been down the west west end for since the original pleasure island that also have great food you know yeah being... when we got there on our first day we that was our disney springs day because uh we didn't get a ticket to the park that day we got there at like noon luckily got our hotel room early and went and slept <laughs> <laughs> and then went uh went over to disney springs and surprisingly i always get a lot of crap for this uh we went to t-rex oh my <laughs> My wife loves dinosaurs. Okay. Um, a quick side note: when I, when I proposed to her, I took her to the Pittsburgh uh, Natural History Museum, and if any of you know the movie, you'll get the reference. I put the ring inside of a Barbasol can. Okay. And posed with the Barbasol can, like from uh, Jurassic Park. Nice. Because he kept all the vials in the. Yep. So when when she saw that there was T Rex, she told me that day. She's like, "This is the one thing on this trip for me." She's like, "I want to I go there." And I mean, it, it, like I said, we're basic eaters. So I mean, that was that was fine for me. I mean, that was my good kids food loved T Rex. Uh, the the only thing it was freezing when we were there because it was it was hot outside, but inside the restaurant we were in shorts and I might maybe even tank tops. I think. And it was freezing. There. <laughs> but I mean, other than that, we did that. Uh, there, there's some other places there I'd like to try. I mean, I, I honestly can't think of any off the top of my head. Restaurants aren't exactly my forte. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, I, I'd like to eat more in Animal Kingdom for sure. Uh, we just did the quick service in Dino Land. Okay. Uh, when we were there. Nice. I can't yeah, remember yeah. where I was trying to think where we went after because we went somewhere else for dinner. That was just our lunch. We did the quick service there. Okay. Um, yeah, Animal Kingdom has some great restaurants now. Uh, Be Our Guest is one I would love to do. That's one that's going to be on the list is doing dinner at uh, yep. Be Our Guest. We did lunch at Be Our Guest uh, and we ate in the West Wing. And nice. I believe. We didn't walk around all that much, but someone said there's the library. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we wanted to do dinner in the library. Okay. Uh, one of my favorites, other beer guest was probably my favorite, but uh, one of my other favorites was uh, Via Napoli. We ate at Via Napoli. Uh-huh. Nice. There you go. Yeah. And that was probably one of my favorites. Okay. Cool. Good, good. So is there... I know you said you, you, you haven't had looked too much into the past but there is is there anything you've seen or or heard about that you wished you had seen uh you know live and not in a video you know is there any certain attractions in in any of the parks uh like i said definitely uh the original Dreamfinder and figment yeah uh that's my favorite attraction at epcot now is figment now and i know people say it sucks so, <laughs> and I, i've got to see the videos of the original one and i mean in comparison i i would have to agree but i i would love to get to experience that in real time gotcha <laughs> so what um, about... an, another one i would have to say and i'll get crap for this too is uh alien encounter and the reason i say that is I never understood why people say that Stitch is so terrible. I'm not saying it's like a great <laughs> ride by any means. Oh, <laughs> right? no. Well, because I'm, I'm, I'm we not gonna, saying, it's awful. Alien encounters. Am I, am I kicked <laughs> off? Should I go? No, no, no. Because <laughs> Alien. Well, I'm in the minority. <laughs> I'm in the I'm in the minority too. I agree. Stitch is horrible, but I don't mind going on it. 
you know what I mean? Five minute wait. If my kids wanted to do it, I'll go and do it. I don't hate it to the fact pack to the point that I will never walk on it again. Alien Counter was better mm. because it it scared the absolute bejesus out of you. <laughs> I just I just know people say this is awful, and Alien Encounter was better. And the, uh, there was one before mi- mission. Well, it was mission Mars? to it was mission to the moon, and then mission to Mars. Yeah, that was dated. Wait. I I mean I remember that, and Melanie does. And <laughs> so. Oh, there was something there before then too, but yeah. <laughs> I I just thought about it. I mean I mean that movie thing. <laughs> it was. Uh, the 360 was across where uh, Monsters Left Floor is now. Was that where it was? Yep. It was Circle Vision 360. It was the then, 80s. Then huh. it was then it was the Timekeeper <laughs> with Robin Williams until it closed. Right. And they put the right. Left, and they put the Left Floor. Timekeeper was awesome. Is that when they tried to close the speed the um, People Mover? I believe so. Yeah. Ugh. The dark days. The dark okay. days. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The other <laughs> where Alien Encounter was. Yeah, it was originally Flight to the Moon. But then by the time right. by the time Disney World opened in 71, we'd already been to the moon, so it was kind of irrelevant. So Okay, I'm kind of redoing my path. Yeah, but I'm it, kind of seeing it now. It ran for a little bit and then it changed to Mission to Mars. And it Right. And that ran until 90 even after the Tomorrowland redo in 94, 95. I think that ran until mm-hmm. 96. When Mission okay. Space was supposed to open, and then that finally closed, and they did Alien Encounter, which I think only ran for about two years before it got changed over to Stitch. All right, something along that. So, lines. Jim, I have a quick question. Obviously, as RJ and I are talking, we've seen the changes to the parks come one at a time, whether it's attractions or new resorts or new Fast Pass procedures. I mean, we see these changes one at a time, so they're not that monumental to us is there anything coming in as a newer guest that's just intimidating because you're looking at all of these things all at once what's one of the harder parts about planning a disney trip these days um now i keep up on everything so i mean i i it would be a lot easier now when we went uh for our honeymoon it was there was a lot of shock, I guess, because like I said, I had kind of fallen out of keeping up on park news and everything. So right. I went to go see uh, the uh, Toontown, mm-hmm. which was not there. <laughs> <laughs> nope. It was gone. Uh, it was gone. Oh. So, I mean, it, you just can go see that like at that. Disneyland. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's, it's just stuff like that that, I mean, it. And especially, I mean, things you thought were there that were gone. Yeah, and I'm I'm on the same page as you guys are. Where, like with Toontown, I don't to this day don't see why they got rid of it and did the circus. And I've heard people say they think the circus is better. We didn't spend a whole lot. We did Dumbo and Barnstormer, and that was it. I mean, and that was both of those were basically, hey, we have time to kill. What do you want to do? Right. Um, But I mean, I loved like I'm a basically a really old little kid so i mean i loved like getting to see (laughs) mickey's house and getting to see the houses and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so i mean for me when i went back and i'm like oh like how how do you just get rid of mickey's house like where where does he live like he's got to freaking live somewhere where (laughs) lives in (laughs) a castle jim they all live in the castle at night (laughs) jeez and then (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of room <laughs> I mean, it, it's stuff like that. And like I said, when He's I went to Hollywood, perpetually backstage, <laughs> getting ready in that poor little dressing room of his. That's right. <laughs> it was the same oh. thing, like with Hollywood Studios. When I went, and like RJ said, the the backlot tour was gone. Uh, right. All all that stuff was gone, and it was. Really sad, I guess, for me, because a lot of it, I mean, it wasn't even like, oh, it's not there, but we got the Star Wars here now. Like, it wasn't there yet. (laughs) Yeah. It was all, it was all under, it opened shortly after our last trip. I don't remember exactly when. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, so, I mean, it was just kind of, yeah, shocking, like you it, said. I mean, you go it and... It can get disorienting. You think something is on the right 
but then it, you turn around and it's really on the left because there's no straight paths anywhere. Yeah. And I'll say, especially in Animal Kingdom, which is the one park that I don't have an internal mental map of. I, I don't know why I have a mental block. When, I, I do not have a mental map. I can tell you how to get from one point to the next point in any park, but Animal Kingdom. But that so way. when you think that an, intra- an attraction's on the right, and as you're passing it, it's on your left. <laughs> I'm like that. That is very disorienting. So I can only imagine when the entire, the entirety of Toontown is gone. <laughs> You're yeah. expecting to see something, but it's not there. Nope. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, you. yeah. It's strange. A- Animal Kingdom. You have to use three reference points to to know where you are. <laughs> I tell you what they are. So you walk in. Your first reference point, because it's usually what you pass first, is the Dawa Bar. So you know you're in Africa. That's where Lion King is. You're going to head to the safari. Right. You want to go over now. Pandora's over there now. But you want to go on the, the other side for Pizza Safari and Flame Tree. Nomad's on mm-hmm. that side. You head towards the back of the park where Nemo is and Everest. You have the uh, Thirsty River Bar. So there's your three landmarks. That's all you need to know how to get anywhere in the park. You're welcome. Food and booze. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah. And the the food is optional because beer is expensive. (laughs) (laughs) Legitimately, though, when we were there in September, some part from Africa to Asia was blocked. The one that goes, you know, where you get that pretty backside of the tree picture. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so the cast members were like, okay, you need to go back across the bridge and take a left. And honest to goodness, guys, I don't know how many times I've been to Animal Kingdom. I had no idea there was a path there <laughs> that goes like, almost. I had no idea. None. And I was just like, well, this is pretty. Who knew? It goes like, like behind, like around the giant, like monkey cage, right? Where all the monkeys yes. are playing. And yeah. um, yes. Like, I know what she's talking about. Yeah. It goes through the tree almost. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Those are like, that's like the, uh, I think there's like a name, it's like the Discover Island Trails, or is that the Oasis Gardens or something along those lines? Or, yeah, there's no a... idea. I can't find it again if I tried. <laughs> I have no idea. I wandered, oh I, have... I wandered around there with my daughter on our last trip because we went to the park late that morning because she had been ill the night before. So my family and the rest of them all went ahead for their. Lion King fast pass. So when she was ready in the morning, it was about nine thirty. I think we got out of the hotel and headed to the park. And her and I just wandered around in those trails. And she had the our big camera. She was taking pictures of the animals that she saw and everything else. And it was so relaxing and so peaceful. I was like, holy! I was like, we have to do this every time. I was like, this was awesome. Besides, it was cool daddy daughter time. But it was just like. Cause not a lot of there's nobody in there like no like and people that are are just like what you said Adrian either kind of cutting through because they were led that direction, but other than that it was just like wow and they're so gorgeous in there. Yeah, I had to get an entire group of teenagers from Kilimanjaro over to Dinosaur in oh, goodness geez. like five minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had like <laughs> the, we were stuck on the safari because of the critters mm-hmm. as that always happens. So. Our Giraffes. fast passes are slowly expiring to get on Dinosaur. Yeah. And, oh, my goodness, we bolted, but we, we made it. But it was, like, dark, so I had very few reference <laughs> points. <laughs> that park is dark at <laughs> Ooh, night. I'm just glad I didn't end up over at the Festival of the Lion King, is all I'm saying. Oh, my. Trying to get the dinosaur in the dark is not easy. No. <laughs> well, because di- not only is that area of the park, like, like a spur off of like any main drag, like dinosaurs, like at the end of that spur, it's like mm-hmm. you're, you're not going there by mistake. Like you need to, you need to be on, on a, you need to know where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, I'm pretty good on that side of the park, but getting there from Kilimanjaro was not easy for me. Like, I, mean, I know how to get to Nemo from dinosaur. I mean, I know how to get from a couple points, but like crossing the whole park and, yeah. Going the right way without going on the wrong side of the tree. It was. Yep. I was fairly impressed with my skills that day. Well, because if you look, <laughs> we at, made it. Like it's it's kind of a circle-ish hub design, but then it's not. It's there not. Were, it's, so it's weird because there is like a circular path around the mm-hmm. tree, and then it spurs you know to the some of the other areas, but there's no direct path to anything. But it's not like <laughs> going around the castle. 
where, okay, if you make the wrong turn there, you just go around the castle. And sure, it may right. take you about five extra minutes. If you go no. around the tree, it's a half hour. You're, you're 20 <laughs> minutes out of your way. Yeah, because you got to go all the at way Christmas, around. Christmas, it is a half hour. Yeah. Well, and if at night, <laughs> if you get caught in the Rivers of Light mess, forget mm, it. Oh, dear go, Lord, big Jesus. Going around that <laughs> corridor by Everest and trying to go all the way around by Nemo past Dino Land and coming around the other way. Whew. Impossible. That was not not well thought out. That. <laughs> yeah. So you'll you'll see, Jim. You'll see. Oh, it, that, that was the one park the map was glued to our faces. <laughs> yeah. Walking yeah. around. Now wait, how the hell did we end up here? Hold exactly. on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I still. I'm with you, Melanie. I still. I. I. am much better now than when than the last few trips. Mm-hmm. But I used to walk into that place and be like, I have no clue how to get anywhere. And I used to have the map in front of me. And I'm like, this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I'm holding a map. Yeah, I've probably only been there about 10 times. So, you know, yeah. no, I'm old. It's going to take another 10 times before I, the map works <laughs> in my brain. I still Ooh. use the map feature on the My Disney Experience. The one that like, shows the little man walking oh, really? from point A to point B. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> I've never actually tried it. That's oh my cool. gosh, it's fabulous! Is it? <laughs> it is because I got lost in the shortcut last time. How do you even do that? I don't know. You got lost where? Going to Flame Tree. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> is this a new confession hour? Because I'm feeling a little embarrassed, but nah, it's, it's okay. You know, newbie mistakes or even <laughs> veteran mistakes. I tell you, I, absolutely. You know where I do it all the time, and it, and the land is not that old. So, but still, I so when I was there for the last month, and uh, I spent mm-hmm. my last day, my last morning alone in the Magic Kingdom, and did a bunch of stuff. So I was like, oh, I was, I was heading back towards Fantasyland. I said, all right, I, let me see, uh, let me see what the mine train is. You know, I, I I didn't look on the app. I said, let me just see what the standby is, and I do it every time that I've been there. I always think the entrance is on the other side, like by Ariel. So I walk all yeah. the way around towards Ariel. I'm like, oh, you idiot. Mm. Things over here. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I'm over here. So I'll check Ariel. That's what I was really, you know, I'm trying to convince myself <laughs> that I knew what I was doing originally. <laughs> so then, and, that, and then, so no, I didn't turn around once I was like by uh, Gaston's and go back the other mm-hmm. way to check. I was like, nah, let's just keep, I walked completely or all the way around the whole oh, damn no. mountain, and then by the oh. time I got to the other side of the mountain, I said, "F this! I'm going to Tomorrowland. I don't even care." Because <laughs> by this time, the line's gonna be long, and now I'm mad because the entrance was over there. <laughs> it's not exactly prominent. It's not. So you gotta have, you do have to know where you're going on and that I hate, one. I hate going through that corridor there anyway because I just have to walk by poo, and it angers me. Why does Pooh anger you? Because it took away Mr. Toad. Oh, we need a therapy session for that. I forgot. That's why I drink, Melanie. (laughs) You know, they did. They took away Mr. Toad. I'd rather be lost at Disney than know where I am here. (laughs) True. True. You know? Preach. (laughs) You are true, sir. Oh, yep. Yep, yep, yep. That's not bad. So, all right. So, f- trying to think now. All right. So, you guys. Do, 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 do. So, what about, like, uh, I'm trying to think of other things that we haven't mentioned. So, did you see any of the nighttime stuff? Uh Electrical parade, any fireworks, illuminations. I know you said you phantasmic, but did you catch anything in any of the other parks? Yes, uh, and it is beyond me why they ever got rid of Spectro Magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because you would have uh, seen cute. you would have seen that in two thousand eight. Yeah. Yes, I loved mm-hmm. Spectro Magic. I still listen to the music. Um, Very nineties. And... Oh, yes. definitely. <laughs> Um, I wishes was the same both times when we were there. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Illuminations. Illuminations. 
Yeah, we I saw that both times. Um, there was a parade that was not there my last trip at Holly, or not Hollywood Studios, uh, Animal Kingdom. Oh, the Jam and Jungle Parade, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was a lot of fun. I thought it was neat. It was okay. It was just monotonous. Yeah. It went on forever, and the song got kind of very repetitious because there wasn't much to it. But the parade floats were cool, and and the act and the uh, performers and stuff were were good. They just if they changed the music a little bit, it probably would have been much better. But then again, that was that was a hard park to have a parade in because where it came through, it was such a busy area. And then when they started doing the expansion and moving the Lion King and everything over, it just was impossible to. To run it, I guess. I think that's when they stopped it. Yeah, and uh, the last trip we did get to see the uh, Booty You Parade and all the nighttime stuff for the Halloween party. Oh, that's the best right there. Yeah, you can't top that. That is for sure. All right, so you got to see. Yeah, Spectra was good. I, I liked. You know, I I was back and forth on those two parades. I grew up on the original Main Street Electrical Parade, so that'll always be probably my favorite one uh you know before they added tinkerbell and and uh the, i forget the other thing they changed in it when they brought it back and then yeah spectro when f- when i first saw spectro i didn't like it because like with anything else they took away the electrical parade and that's what i saw as a kid and then you know as a teenager in the 90s and then this other new thing came in and i was like what the hell is this what are these weirdos <laughs> playing trumpets and the hell is going on here and then I grew to love that one. And the only reason I wasn't that sad when that one left is because they were bringing Main Street Electrical back. But, you know, then when I, you know, found out that they didn't take care of it when they put it away, then it just made me mad that I'll never, ever see it again. And I, I must say that is probably one of the most watched videos of things that are gone that I watch. I, I, I will watch Spectra Magic on YouTube often. I don't go so much for the ride videos because they're hard to like it's nice to refresh my memory of them but i i was you know especially for the epcot ones i have pretty they're pretty ingrained because i just loved them so much but but watching that parade on youtube i do do that often so yeah and then yeah and then yeah i mean wishes made me laugh when it was going away because they're like, oh, it's you know, it's been 14 years. It just seems like that has been the fireworks show forever. Like I remember seeing, I remember seeing Fantasy in the Sky because it was there. But I just, it seems like Wishes was has been there for 30 years. I don't know, you know what I mean? It's because it's, it's, I don't know. It just, it's when they. That, said that's it, the only one I've ever known. So <laughs> yeah, you know, they were like, oh, you know, it's ending its 14 year run. I'm like, 14 year run? I said, Wishes has been there since like. I'm like, oh wait, no, I've just been going for a while. <laughs> It's like, like, no, you're just old. (laughs) So, all right, cool, man. All right, so I guess, so before we wrap up, what are your thoughts then on on how the parks are going, like the direction that they're heading with all the expansion at the studios, uh, Pandora, which I have not experienced yet, and I know you haven't either. So, so. In the fact that now you're you're in the community now you're you're on Twitter you've got a podcast where you're talking about Disney stuff with uh, with a buddy of yours um, I know you don't get to frequent the parks as often as you'd like to but you you know you said you do keep up with this stuff so what are your what are your thoughts are you are you intrigued by it is anything worry you you know even with like the direction of Epcot which I I, I know you were didn't get to experience how it was originally like I always you know fanboy about but so what all that stuff that came out with D23 and the things that have come online already, uh, you know, are you excited about all this stuff or do you not care? Is it is it stuff you're going to, you know, as Adrian was saying, are you going to incorporate it into some of your newer planning and things of that nature? Yeah, I'm excited for a lot of the new stuff. Uh, doing some <laughs> research, I guess I'll say. Um I'm not the biggest fan of uh, Iger. (laughs) (laughs) Only because the only thing that worries me is the the parks never... All the attractions anymore are movie-based. 
yes there's there's no original ideas and that that's the one thing that slightly worries me and you had mentioned epcot and that that's a big one that worries me um because i know epcot was supposed to be uh edutainment like you guys said and uh i i don't want it to lose sight of that um i'm really excited for toy story land because i love toy story uh all in all, I, I, I guess I would say I'm, I'm really excited for all the changes. Like I said, I just I don't I don't get why everything has to be movie based now. Yeah, I'm with you on that, especially for Epcot. Uh, I'm as much as I love Guardians of the Galaxy, and I was not super disappointed that that was what was going to take over uh, Universe of Energy. I'm not super thrilled that it's going to be a roller coaster because depending on the type of coaster and how nutty it is, I just won't be able to do it. And then that, that'll sadden me more than anything because then it's something in my favorite park that I can't do. Like Mission Space I can't do, but at least there's the crappy green version, which I will never step foot in again because the new one is terrible. <laughs> oh, it really is. The movie I've, that I've never done that. I, I wouldn't be able to do that. Ugh. Well, the the non spin I can't do the spinning one. The the non the green one, they changed the movie, and they just dumbed it down. It is it is terrible. I mean, I get it. You know, they got to change the movie. They changed the you know uh, Lieutenant Dan isn't and there anymore. It's whoever that the girl is, and she's okay. It's not. I don't know. Doesn't seem to have the she's same. She's no Lieutenant Dan. No. Well, it kind of lost its whimsy, and uh, mm. but the movie's terrible. You don't even go to space. You don't even go to space. <laughs> you don't. It's like Soren, except spoiler fly, alert: flying over the Earth. Oh, I'm saving you. I'm <laughs> saving you time. Don't bother. Seriously. Well, I like it's just like the play area on the out, other side, anyway. Ex- yeah, that's more fun. Believe me. <laughs> just go through the gift shop to the play area. Yeah, go in the end. Go in the exit. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm I'm with you with that on that as well, Jim, and I think that's why I have such an affinity for all those old, for all the older stuff, and for the as Jessica said, the charm that the classic dark rides have. Because yes, they were based on movies, but they were done like perfectly. It was in those classic films, the stories were simple, and so the rides didn't need to be overly complicated for them. Uh, you know. It's just, uh, I think, I think in Epcot now, the, the one that, that's, that's the biggest travesty of what's left is, is what they did with the seas, because the Living Seas Pavilion was gorgeous before Nemo took over. The paint scheme inside was nice, it was a brighter pavilion, there was a ton of stuff to do in there, every room had little, uh, not only displays, but it had like little shows with either divers or marine biologists or people in there explaining things to you, and little uh, demonstrations and things of, of that nature. I mean, now there's just nothing. It's just a giant aquarium. And they painted the whole goddamn thing blue. It's dark. You know, the, I mean, the ride's the ride. It's 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 half of what it used to be. And they don't even... They closed up most of the tunnels to, so they could do... You used to be able to see on top of you and both sides in that attraction. You weren't just facing one side. It was... They were oh, wow. Yeah, they were cars very similar to Spaceship Earth's cars. Similar setup to those, um, and yeah, you were able to see all around you at what it was, and, and the whole thing with taking you down to the to the Sea Base Alpha and the story that went with that. You know, there's there's no story anymore. It's just a, just another ride with a gigantic, never-ending queue. <laughs> switchback on top of switchback. So I, you know, I that original storytelling I'd love to see come back, especially to, especially for Epcot because that's kind of what that park was about I, I don't think it's going to but only time will tell so we'll see what happens with that and you know Star Wars is Star Wars that's going to be amazing and awesome but I think I'm with you with Toy Story Land and I know I'm probably in the minority because people are there's a lot of hate going around about the new Toy Story like oh the slinky coaster is small and it's only going to be this and it's it's going to be a family coaster kind of like what Mine train was like I don't know what people thought they were gonna put in. They're not gonna put something like the Hulk in. That's not yeah. what you know what I mean. They're not. They're. They're. they're Disney's. They'll do thrill rides, but they're not gonna do. You know. 
if you want Six Flags rides, go to freaking Six Flags, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you want to just ride a roller coaster, go ride a roller coaster. You're not going to get that here. <laughs> you're going to get theming, you're going to get story, and it's not going to be a thousand miles an hour for five minutes, you know, or whatever the hell those big major coasters do, you know? I don't know. So, anywho. Any closing thoughts, anybody? Anything else? I hear crickets. No, I hear crickets too. All right, cool. <laughs> and it's not right. Jiminy. So, yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, so, Jim, why don't you tell us uh, where we can find you, where your podcast's at, and uh, all that stuff. Well, you can find our podcast on Twitter. Uh, we're at Briar Patch Radio. It's just a basic Disney podcast. We just talk about whatever we want to talk about Disney. It's uh, me and my friend Brian. He's from uh, New Jersey. Uh, so sort of up your way. <laughs> yep. We're on there, like I said, at Briar Patch Radio. You can, uh, we have the email, uh, briarpatchradio at gmail.com. Um, we're on Podbean, uh, pretty much anywhere. And if we're not on where you want to listen, just get a hold of us and we'll be on there. But I'm pretty sure we're on about everyone we can be on. And then you can find me on Twitter at Steamboat Magic and uh, on Instagram at Lundy underscore 90. That's L U N D Y underscore 90. Awesome. Very good. <laughs> cool, man. All right. Well, thanks for coming on and, uh, and chatting with us and. Well, thanks for having me on. This is awesome. Like I <laughs> said before we started, I listen to you guys all the time. So this is awesome to get to talk to all you guys. Well, thank you. We appreciate it. Now you can uh, tell everybody how disappointing it was. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So with, <laughs> with that, we are going to wrap this episode up. And we thank everybody for listening. And we'll talk to you next time. Follow our troop at www.dizexplorers.com where you can find all the links for all our hosts' social media accounts. You can also follow the podcast on our Facebook group at The Diz Explorers and on Twitter and Instagram at The Diz Explorers. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher Radio, and also on YouTube. Thanks for listening. Safety